It starts with the desire to live beyond the walls of mediocrity, outside the confines of normal. People who laugh at the ridiculous notion of comfort. It's a community of performers. People with a fire to build their own roads and control their own destiny. Welcome to The Chad Shipley Show. Hey everyone, Chad here. <laughs> Anyone that's ever listened to one of my shows probably just said, what the hell was that? So let's talk about it. I have a new intro, but here's the thing. This show is and always will be a work in progress. I'm trying to figure a lot of things out, including my my cover art, which has a funny story behind it. So I want to start there first. I have a bunch of people lined up to be interviewed for this show that I'm very, very excited about, and I'll come back to them in a minute. And if you're new to the show and you're wondering what the hell I could possibly do if I if I have no one else on the show but me... It's worth noting that the podcast episodes up to this point have been a collection of insights from amazing authors and Navy SEALs, CEOs, etc., synthesized down to help give you a quick injection of the critical principles that you can use to help unlock the chains that are wrapped around your potential. I'm a huge believer that a simple yet profound insight can immediately change how a person thinks and therefore how a person acts, essentially unlocking something inside that empowers you to then transcend yourself. This whole show is designed to empower you with meaningful insights extracted from volumes and volumes of content. You can think of it as a curated content delivery vehicle that will give you really interesting, insightful, and or entertaining nuggets of wisdom or stories extracted from some some of the greatest content out there that I could find at least. And a few things worth noting. One, I'm still going to do that. However, I will also be layering in shows with now interesting, insightful, and or entertaining people. So I'll have my solo content delivery shows, and then I'll have interviewed shows layered in. Two, not only will I continue to have this show be a content delivery service of Critical Insights, I've expanded that service, so to speak, into a community called Leaders on the Rise, which I'm going to want you to join (laughs) if, if you would like to. It's free, and I'll be talking about it in the show in just a couple moments. Okay, back to the people on the show. I realize that this is up in the ante a little, and I really needed to start investing more than just time into the show. I needed to understand how to make remote interviewing work. I had to get a cover that looks legit. I wanted a cool intro like all of the podcasts that I listen to have. So I scheduled lunch with my good friend and creative genius, Pat Hanavan. And as always, that lunch fueled some really creative thought. And I got to work on a few things right away. Then, as fate would have it, a few days later, the creative gods brought Pat and I back together again. My family was out and about for the day, and I decided to head up to my favorite restaurant slash bar, Cadillac Ranch, to grab some dinner. I'm one of those super weird people that really enjoys eating alone. I actually enjoy doing most things alone, which surprises people because when I'm around them, I I never shut up. (laughs) But anyways, Pat was there at the bar, and after hours of alcohol-infused dialogue, Our brains were like spinning out of control. And it's funny because the next day my sister said to me, oh man, you you were probably driving him crazy. When you have some drinks, you get all philosophical and you talk about all these ideas you have and things you want to do. And most people just want to like have a few drinks and relax and like just have everyone shut up. (laughs) And this actually set off a light bulb for me. That didn't happen. Like Pat... being mad about me talking too much, right? Like that didn't happen because Pat's the exact same way that I am. He loved that conversation as much as I did. And I realized that I've been spending all my precious time talking to the wrong people about my ideas. And that's really important, which is why I'm going way off script here. There are people who absolutely love me more than anything in this world. My family, my very close friends, 
but they don't get some of what I do or what I think about, or they just don't even care. They have things going on in their life that are important, and all of my BS, so to speak, is to them just another flavor of BS. Most people you know, talk about the news and sports and current events or gossip about other people. I talk about some crazy shit, and for them, it's that. It's just crazy shit. But if you can find the right people who think like you, they get jazzed up about the same stuff that you're getting jazzed up about, regardless of whether or not it's crazy shit, it can really fuel some great, great things. And I'm not saying that the others are wrong about stuff and I'm right. I'm just saying it's important to be talking to the people that are on the same wavelength. This is why cultural fit is so unbelievably important in any company or group. And I'm, I'm currently pulling some info together right now on the Google founders and their first CEO that they hired and how much of it was based on cultural fit, how to fuel the creativity without eliminating the genius. And I think I'm stealing that from the book, Stealing Fire, but more to come on that soon. This seems obvious. It's the reason people who are in small groups at church really love small groups because they're all passionate to talk about their religion. I have a good friend, Carl Hune, now Dr. Hune, who just received his doctrine. Congratulations, Carl. And he did his dissertation on a men's group that they call the huddle. I had the amazing privilege of being one of the reviewers of that, and I was blown away. Not only is Carl an amazing writer and extremely articulate, this group that they have for men is absolutely amazing. And I think the, the, some of the power is the, is the collective wisdom from like-minded people who are passionate about the same thing. Jesus, friendship, manhood, being a father, being a husband, etc. Obviously, people in the group believe that the power of the Son of God is what fuels the pack. And I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I just believe that their collective interest and them devoting time to each other is power in and of itself. It's the same with AA and drug abuse classes. I'll be honest, I've sat in on a lot of AA meetings and they can be very profound. Some of the most insightful, thoughtful, and articulate people I've ever met, I've heard speak at these meetings and the power comes from the collective group. By the way, it takes a lot for me to talk about this kind of stuff and put it out there publicly. And honestly, given the career that I have, this could end up biting me in the butt. But here's why I do it. I had a person that I haven't spoken to in like 20 years probably just reach out to me and say that they accidentally came across my podcast and my episode called The Gift of Death. And they thanked me because of how much it touched them. He was a heroin addict for over 10 years and has been in recovery for the last seven years and is this proud father now and a guy that is just trying to better himself day by day. And that message he sent me left me filled with emotions that are really, really hard to describe. So I'm less worried about protecting myself and staying behind this veil of shame, so to speak, and I'm more focused on using what I can to help who I can. Okay, so the miraculous insight that I had was that my family and friends, they don't dislike me, (laughs) my double negatives. It's not that they don't like me, or that they dislike being around me, they are just sometimes on different wavelengths and have their own thoughts and priorities that are important to them that are different than mine. So being around similar-minded people is critical, and I created Leaders on the Rise prior to this miraculous insight, but the power and the value in this concept is what is really, really becoming crystal clear to me. And I'll come back to that in a moment. To finish my rant on upping the ante with the show, I found a service called Fiverr. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's F-I-V-E-R-R. It's an app or it's web-based. You can just go on the web and uh, go to their website. And I want to plug them for free here because I really think that people listening to this show could potentially get value out of them. It's basically a platform where you meet 
and have freelancers do work for some fee, depending on what you're having them do. So I put in a request for one person to make me a podcast cover, which is basically just a picture that shows up when I uh, when you when you find my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it, and and I put another per, uh, request in to make an intro song, but there are there are lots of things you can do. You can have them create songs for your YouTube channel. They do graphics and design, digital marketing, video and animation, etc. I paid extra for the cover, the picture, so that I could have unlimited revisions, and I literally went through par- probably like 30 revisions before I finally just said, okay, this is it. I'm I'm done. And I signed off on it. I sent that picture to my bud, Pat Hanavan, who I was just talking about. And he was so appalled by the design that he sent it back within minutes, like literally within 10 minutes, he sent back seven or eight different covers for me to choose from that he created. And my current one that I picked is actually one that he he sent me. There was a couple that I actually liked. And uh, well, I liked them all, but there were a couple that were really awesome. So Fiverr is great for connecting to freelancers, but there is a lot of power behind having a personal connection with a creative mastermind like Pat. Pat works with individuals and companies on building brands, which is much, much, much more than creating a logo. He's been instrumental in what I've been able to do with my own stuff, this this podcast. Um, Just having him as a sounding board and a person who believes in me is something you can't find through a freelance platform. So depending on your needs, there are different options. If you run a business and you need help on the front end with marketing and all things creative, digital strategy, et cetera, Pat could be a great option. And he's one of the men behind Some Good Print, a print brokerage service I've talked about in the past. They can handle all of your printing needs from awesome business cards to very creative needs made up in your own head, like the gift I gave my best friend. I talked about it. It was a picture of the neighborhood we grew up in, but it had landmarks identified of special memories we shared together, like the time the cops broke us up fighting each other at like 3 a.m. in the morning. We hadn't seen each other in years. I had just moved back from Atlanta. We had a couple of drinks, and we used to fight a lot growing up, just just boys going at it, and thought, you know, well, let's see, let's see who's the tougher one now. So we kind of went at it, and cops broke us up and they couldn't believe that we were actually fighting for fun. Ugh, those were the days. Anyway, the intro song, on the other hand, I kind of like. My my bud, Albert Sossel, he told me that he liked a podcast where they did a voiceover on top of the music that was really motivational. And I listened to it and I really liked it. So I thought I'd give that a shot. And here we are. But like I said, it's all work in progress and I'm open to trying and, and experimenting and failing and whatever I need to do to make it perfect. So let me know your thoughts. Okay. Finally, Leaders on the Rise, what is it? Well, to be honest, I've actually been kind of talking about it this entire time. My 10-second elevator pitch is basically the words that I say in this new intro. For those who desire to be better, to live beyond the walls of mediocrity, performers on a journey, in the middle of the mountain, learning, growing, and always expanding, people with a fire to build their own roads and to control their own destiny. It's what my show has always been about, a support vehicle for those that every day are trying to get better. For the guy in recovery that told me he's trying to be a better person every day, one day at a time. For my bud, Joe Wynn, who is in the process of building an amazing and elite information security consulting company. For my longtime friend, Danielle, who she started a company over a decade ago or more, uh, maybe even longer, and she was only in her like early 20s, I wanna say. If that, she was super young and um, she created this company called Virtual Assistant. They're amazing what they do. They basically provide all the back office um, services for small, medium, large size businesses. Uh, I think she's across the board now. 
And it's really awesome what they're doing. I can't wait to have Danielle on the show. She, I'm driving her crazy, but I will have you on the show, Danielle. <laughs> I'm going to get you at some point. Anyway, my uh, my best friend, Jason Blizzard, who just became a vice president, a, uh, a few billion dollar company. My buddy, Dave Ferrone, who's one of the most prominent leaders of information security, one of the most prestigious consulting firms in the entire world. And, you know, you've heard information security a couple of times now. For those of you that might not be familiar with that, I mean, cyber warfare, so to speak, is becoming a very, very big thing. So people that have skills in this area are in very high demand and they're doing some really cool work. My longtime mentor, Paul Kesky, who has fueled me with more wisdom and inspiration than I can even describe for my man, Calvin Sales, that's building a road for himself through nonstop hustling and dedication. He He's working on some really cool stuff right now. I'm going to bring him on the show to let him kind of talk about everything that he's doing. For my bud, Mark Bishop, who's climbing the corporate ladder while being an amazing father and a husband. For my buddy, Jamie Wotasek, who's an expert in his field and putting out some videos to help educate. For my girl, Anastasia, Anastasia Marzarella Brooks who works relentlessly to be an amazing mother and who's putting in the work to transform herself day by day. Lindsay Hoffman, one of the smartest women I've ever met, that she's also a super powerful life motivator and fitness phenom. Lauren Schaefer, I talk about her all the time on this podcast. She's training for something that's really, really amazing, something I can't even fathom, and I can't wait to have her on to talk about it. My bud, Dustin Kalkbrenner, who's not only training for Ironmans, but is also very, very, very quickly climbing the ranks to executive, which is ironic because I know that the guy's an entrepreneur at heart, so I'm waiting to see what business he creates one day, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm right alongside him when he does. To Anthony Weinberg, who climbed the ranks of corporate America to the point where he's running an operations center with hundreds under his command. To my man, Buzza, who loves being a father who's a proud father, hardworking out there, grinding to give his boy a great life. To my man, EJ Hall, who recently lit a fire under my ass to continue pushing into building. To my girl, Pam Zarnich, who's an expert in the project management space, has served as an amazing mentor to me. To Corinne Jukes, who is not only a huge inspiration in the fitness space personally to me, but was also kind enough to let me read some of her draft writing, her work, and it's just unbelievably amazing. I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to do that. She's extremely articulate. To my man, Bob Cummings, who I haven't seen in 20 years, but we connected virtually. He's been super inspiring to watch because he's you know, a, a great husband, a proud father. He works his butt off for his family. To my man, Carl Hune, or Dr. Hune now, who was already walking a lot for exercise. He just he would listen to tons of audio books and go for walks, but he really leveled up to entirely new new arena once he heard my David Goggins episode and he started following David and next thing I know he's sending me screenshots of like these these climbs that he did and he's telling me that he climbed this mountain and <laughs> he's just pushing himself to entirely new levels. To my good bud since we were in our early digits, Jonathan Dank, one of the most interesting and intelligent people I know, he's coming on the show soon, to Wayne Carson, Pam Kesmer, and Christian Wilhelm, who are like all killing it in real estate. I'm waiting for like million dollar listings to come to Pittsburgh, and these three are the three that I think are going to be like casted for the show. To my bud, Jim Caruso, who... He said, screw the half marathon. I'm going to I'm gonna train for the full. I just talked to him the other day, and he pounded out like a 22-mile training run. So the months and months of hard work are now coming to fruition. The once impossible is now at his fingertips. And this is all, that's the stuff that I absolutely love. People who are in the war, in the arena, in the middle of the mountain, 
and there are countless others. I ran 20 miles the other day. If you asked me in the middle of the run what I was feeling, I would have told you specifically what was hurting, what I was thinking about, what I was feeling, what obstacles had me really concerned, and then my plan to overcome, my plan to figure out how to not quit when I wanted to so desperately. A year from now, I'll be like, yeah, I ran 20 miles on my birthday. I remember it being hard but I'll lose the true details of the journey that meant something. Don't tell me you ran 20 miles. Tell me how your toes were ready to fall off and how you almost cried, literally how I almost cried because of how cold and uncomfortable it was. Tell me how you started to doubt yourself and thought that there was no way you could ever make it. Tell me about the last four miles and how you could barely walk, let alone run. Tell me about like the desperation that you had for a drink of water, the phone call you got during the run that made you want to just call it quits, the other phone call that gave you the fuel that you needed to, to keep pounding through. Tell me how you plan to overcome all self-doubt and then how you did it. I want to see and taste and feel the sweat, not like get the, the summary version of it a year later. I constantly see the ads on Facebook for a free booklet or how to become a real estate millionaire or how to succeed and build your own business, blah, blah, blah. There are amazing thought leaders out there. And as I always say, reading is one of the best ways to improve your life, to break through proximity limitations. This whole show up to this point has been based on amazing content and wisdom from amazing people, people who have succeeded. But here's the thing. I've never met a person who has succeeded in every area of the life that means the most. Someone that has financial freedom, a career they absolutely love, relationships without any need to repair. They're an amazing parent, an amazing partner, a person that gives back time and money, a person that has spot on nutrition, is in great shape physically and mentally, a person that's just kicking ass in every single area of life. Everyone I've ever met usually has at least one area of life out of balance or an area that needs focus and attention. No one will ever be perfect, but it's important to realize that balance is key. If you have 10 yachts, but you're too out of shape or too busy to play basketball with your kid, you're losing in life. You're out of whack. Once you realize that balance is key, then you strive day by day to improve in those areas that mean the most to you. That's the community of people I want to be serving and learning from. Those are the people who are on the same wavelength. That's the community I want to be a part of. They say that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and if your circle doesn't inspire you, it's not a circle, it's a cage. I want a circle of people who inspire me, and I've had it my whole life. I've, I was very fortunate to have amazingly wise parents from the go, amazing sisters that gave me great mentoring and direction, and then in management consulting, traveling all over the place, I had the opportunity to meet and learn from many amazing people, and now I want to bring all those people together. Leaders on the Rise is a LinkedIn group and a Facebook group. But it's important to note that it's a group, not a page. And I'll be honest, the Facebook group is where you want to be. I use LinkedIn, but the content I see on LinkedIn these days just makes me want to peel my eyes out. So I, I've been really trying to, to be much more on the Facebook side. I'm, I'm much more engaged in the Facebook group, but I still share important events and some content to both. So you can have your pick, but I would I would suggest the Facebook group. And you can think of the group as a shortened version of this podcast from a content delivery perspective. I constantly publish short, insightful, inspirational, and entertaining pieces of content to give you some fire for the day of wisdom to help unlock some of the closed doors that you might have in your mind. You can think of this piece as the newsletter. However, instead of getting emails, you get notifications daily of when I publish content or whenever whenever the content gets published. And I like the group better than an email newsletter because it allows more enriched engagement. People can actually respond and react and share opinions. 
Beyond content, I also share hacks, like life hacks that I found to be very powerful. For example, I shared a hack I learned from reading about Kyle Maynard in the book Tribe of Mentors, and I'll read it here. Kyle said, my biggest shift came after listening to a successful CEO talk about his philosophy for hiring people. When his company grew and he ran out of time to interview people himself, he had his employees rate new candidates on a 1 to 10 scale. The only stipulation was they couldn't choose 7. It immediately dawned on me how many invitations I was receiving that I would rate as a 7. Speeches, weddings, coffees, even dates. If I thought something was a 7, there was a good chance I felt obligated to do it. But if I had to decide between a 6 or an 8, it's a lot easier to quickly determine whether or not I should even consider it. And now this is me talking. I use this all the time now. If I vote something a six or less, I'm like, nope. But if it's an eight, I'm like, roger that. I put another hack up there for a memory jar. If you're finding it hard to journal about key moments in your life, a memory a memory jar can be very, very powerful. So, you know, like if you were actually to take the time to write out some of the things that was happening along your journey, that's really powerful to go back to and reflect on later. But a lot of people have a hard time doing that. So you can just take a little piece of paper, draw down something that you want to remember, and give us some context to help. So, for example, I may write something like, I went to ice cream with my daughter. We piled into the trunk of the Jeep. We accidentally closed the door, and we were locked in, and I couldn't get over the seat because I'm too big. So my daughter had to climb over the seat, and she was really scared to go out of the door by herself and around the back to open the trunk for me to get out. But... She she did it and she she figured out how to get out and then opened the trunk for me. Stuff like that with the little intricate details that make it really special can get lost. So if you draw it down on a small piece of paper, crinkle it up and throw it in a jar, whenever you want, you, you can always go back and pull some of that out to reflect back on. So just pull a piece out, open it up, and then read about the memory. It could be just for you if you're training or really working on something big. It could be for you and your partner, maybe a way to remember the details of those very intimate times in the infamous words of Patrick Swayze, I feel her breath on my face, her body close to me, I can't look in her eyes. Okay, Chad, stop. Or it it could just be a cool family thing um, that you do as your kids grow up. I also pull fables or short little stories with meaning from Aesop's Fables, which was actually a book that I just learned Abraham Lincoln read. So it's a great content delivery mechanism, but I have visions for it being so much more. One, we're going to have social events that will be fun and value add. The goal is to create a network of people to really support one another. Two, we're going to have high value seminars with people talking about some really, really awesome topics that I'm not hearing too much of here in Pittsburgh. I know people are talking about this kind of stuff, but I, I don't see it in Pittsburgh and all, you know, a lot of the seminars that I'm going to, things that I'm going to, the topics, they're they're sort of the same old, same old. And, you know, for example, like the power of flow of performance flow and hacking into flow, like these are real things people are doing tons of research and science behind trying to figure out how to hack into flow states. Like computer engineers, for example, that constantly get pulled into meetings all day, that company doesn't understand the power of flow. Because if they have a computer engineer or software engineer that they're constantly letting go into meetings throughout the day, they don't realize how how disruptive that is. So to me, that's like one of the biggest things for these companies and HR departments and stuff to be paying attention to and not letting a management structure have that kind of forum for their teams. But I see it. 
still, right? And um, it's just like they don't get it. So the power flow, the the you know, there's a lot of people out there talking about hallucinogenic, mind-altering drugs that can be used to hack into a state of unconsciousness and open doors in the mind that you never knew were possible. Uh, there's a lot of like you know, people are doing research behind those hallucinogenic drugs for um, helping P- PTSD people that are coming back and having very dramatic PTSD. I read the found that the founders of Google actually took interest in a potential CEO for their company because the CEO is also, he was also someone that attended Burning Man. I don't know if, if you've never heard of Burning Man, just look it up. I'm, I'm going to have more content on that soon. I, I mentioned this whole thing earlier when I was talking about the cultural fit with the Google founders and Eric Schmidt, who became their CEO, and I'll have more on that to come soon. And then three, the podcast is going to be a support vehicle for all of this. For the people that are out there doing and building and creating their own roads, it's going to become a way, it's going to become a really good way for you to be able to tell the world the things you're doing, the things you're working on, what your business is, what your service is, et cetera, that you can get out there at, to this community and you know, then this community can start seeing if there's if they if they can use your services or helping you to further expand the the reach of what you're doing to gain the visibility and then for the listeners and for me it's a way to learn what it's like in the trenches how you're thinking about things how you're working through them what are you doing to to solve cash flow problems how are you getting financing um what what are the 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 big failures in the custom and the and the and the building of the business that you overcame and how did you overcome them etc the priceless pieces of information that that can only come out during the middle of a 20 mile run, like you guys are in the middle of it right now. So I want to hear from you on what it's like, how you're doing it, how you're winning, how you're succeeding, how you're failing and how you're getting back up. So after all that, here's my sales pitch to you. Please join. (laughs) It's free. If you're a person who desires to be on stage and not okay being in the crowd, someone who wants to continue improving each and every area of life that means the most to you, the person who may be on top of one mountain and looking to climb another, or maybe on top of one mountain in one area one area of life, but at the bottom or in the middle of another mountain. So just for an example, you're a great dad, but you're a lousy partner, or your career is awesome, but you haven't had a conversation with a person outside of work in months. This is a community for you, and I hope that you join and that you engage, and it gives you the value that I'm strongly hoping it will. It's for the person who's in the arena, the person who is going for it and giving it their all. You are the people that I want to be on a journey with and learning from. If you're climbing and building things and taking control of your destiny, I want to connect with you or maybe reconnect with you. If you are not a social media person, if you don't want to be on Facebook, you don't you don't really care to be on LinkedIn, whatever, you can also subscribe to my website and get notified by email every time we're going to do something. So the events, the blogs, the podcasts, all of that, if you go to chadshipley.com, you can subscribe, you'll get it. Okay, and I mentioned earlier in the show some good print. I've mentioned this in the past. If if you want to use some good print, the print brokerage services to help you know fuel some of your creative desires. If you need, they do amazing business cards. Pat actually gave me a bunch of samples of really really cool business cards. Whatever it is, brochures, any kind of any kind of print that you have, print needs, they can really partner with you to to create something awesome. So. If you go to some good print, if you mention the Chad Shipley show, I think you'll get like 10% off. Um, So definitely reach out to them. And that's it. Thanks for listening. And I wanted to end this in accordance or in the context of the relevance of this episode. I'm going to end with the infamous writing of Theodore Roosevelt called The Man in the Arena. And I actually put a show out there called The Man in the Arena. If you like this show, I would definitely go check that show out. 
And if I, I, I want to say like, if you don't like a particular episode, I would make sure to bounce from one to the next. Like don't stay on it. If you're not liking it, if you're not feeling it, just go to another one of my episodes. I talk about all kinds of different topics. So like David Goggins was very much on the motivational side for um, mental toughness, getting out of your comfort zone, doing things physically, pushing yourself physically and mentally. I did one um, called Be Unstoppable, the Navy SEAL, Alden Mills, who talked, he, he basically wrote the just in case letter to his boys that ended up becoming like a plan for life and a book called Be Unstoppable, which is a great book for if you have high school students. I did one on Rachel Beckwith, who was a nine year old girl that um, basically just just changed this world. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing story um, how she partnered with uh, Charity Water. And I don't want to ruin it for you. I did one on the Sandy Hook promise. So the parents of the the kids that were horrifically murdered in, in Sandy Hook Elementary School. It, it was uh, just a catastrophic event. And the parents, uh, some of the parents teamed together to create the Sandy Hook promise. And they're trying to do everything they can to get into the schools and to educate and help bring awareness to try to never let this happen again. I did an episode on the anniversary of that horrific incident. So there's all kind of different flavors. The gift of uh, death was about uh, Maury Schwartz and the book Tuesdays with Maury and just a whole different way of thinking about life. So people often ask me like which episode I would recommend. It just, ma- it just depends on what, what your flavor is of the moment, like what you're kind of looking for to speak to you. So it's, it's all over the place. The underlying theme is kind of the same for people that want to be be thoughtful and be thinking about their life and be trying to figure out areas to improve and how to improve mentally, physically, etc. That's the underlying theme, but the, the topics are all very different. So you're going to find some things you like. You're going to find some things you don't. Just kind of bounce around and, and see what's at. If you love the podcast, please rate it and share it. That's kind of like the only way that I really grow this thing. I'm not putting any money behind marketing it yet at this point. I'm trying to make sure I keep putting content out there for the people that I know listen and I know enjoy it. And it's it's just slowly growing like from that way. So um, just just rating it and sharing it is is the best the best thing you can do for me. And the first social event that I talked about with Leaders on the Rise, it's more than likely going to be at Cadillac Ranch, my favorite bar (laughs) slash restaurant. And I think it's going to either be in May or June. I was talking to the managers the other day when I was up there and um, we're we're set to go where we have the the long bar, if you've ever been in there, um, that we're going to we're going to reserve and get a bunch of people up there. So should be a lot of fun. Look for more information on that soon. Okay, that's it. I'm going to end with man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's it. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye.